0: This is Hitting the Mark, conversations with founders and investors about the intersection of brand clarity and startup success with your host, brand strategist and author, Fabian Garhalter.
1: The question that we are always asking is how do we compete with the 10,000 other clothing brands or or blindness-related charities? that are trying to get people's attention. And so it starts from the premise of we need to say something, explain something, create something that is so difficult to ignore. And the most interesting thing that maybe somebody has heard that day, that's the, what we've realized is the bar um, to rise above the noise. is just a little bit higher than most people think it is. You know, they, you, you think you'd, I mean, we thought we had a great story to begin with, good enough for, to get featured in some of the great publicity we got. But once we realized that we actually, you got it, we had to push that envelope and think about what was the most creative thing that we could come up with. And then the best ideas are the ones that only you could do.
0: This was Brett Manning. He's one of the co-founders of Two Blind Brothers a mission-based company whose name is telling at least one important part of this brand story. Two Blind Brothers is a New York City-based clothing line that focuses on luxury casual wear. Both founders are affected with a form of macular degeneration and pledge 100% of their profits to medical research to cure blindness. And their brand campaigns and stories are heartfelt and master examples of whip smart marketing. In this wonderfully inspiring conversation, we talk about what happens when mission based brands pivot once their vision is fulfilled, how brands with a deep purpose have an easier time expanding across different product categories, how their shop blind strategy is working miracles, how underproduced brand materials often outperform the polished ones, and above all, if you want to get a masterclass in authentic brand storytelling, this is it. And as you know me, we also go a bit off topic as I was wondering how a great keynote speaker like Brad works a big speech without being able to rely on a confidence monitor. The lesson? Despite being partially blind, he has an advantage over those with perfect vision. And that is is a key takeaway for those of you living with an impairment. You can follow Brad's lead and turn that impairment into your superpower. Before we dive in, quick thank you to the latest supporter of this show, Humaira Akter, who joined my entrepreneurship mentorship circle. If you want to up the ante with your brand or creative business this year while offsetting some of the costs of bringing Hitting the Mark to you every two weeks, then join this small group of brand strategists and entrepreneurs from across the globe who hop on monthly advisory calls with yours truly while they're forming a network of entrepreneurial knowledge sharing assistance and referrals. It's quite a remarkable bunch and I feel blessed to be able to share my two cents of wisdom with them regularly. Would love to see you on our next call. You can find the link to Patreon in the show notes. But now without further ado, Over to my inspiring conversation with Brad. Welcome to the show, Brad. Well, thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. I would have loved to truly have the two blind brothers on the podcast, but Brian had just an emergency this morning. So I will pick only your brain today, Brad, and that's just all right.
1: Well, you know, to be honest, he usually ruins it with all the um, less intelligent things he says. It's usually insults uh, as directed <laughs> at me. So this will actually be maybe the most productive interview we will ever have.
0: Well, look, I staged everything, but now you totally ruined it. You know, we, we didn't really, we didn't really want him on the show. You know, we we figured this out a long time ago, you and I. But uh, well. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm super thrilled. I'm super thrilled to have you in the show. And, uh, you know, I, I, I can't believe that you went on the Elm DeGeneres show before you went on mine. But, you know, I forgive you guys because my show wasn't around in 2017. And that's why. So you're all good. You're clean.
1: Well... Yeah, I th- we just missed your email. I pro- I promise that was it. Yeah, but mm-hmm. we, we we told we told her to hold off. But you know, she was begging, begging to have us on, so we had to do it.
0: <gasps> I I heard about that. Um, it's a, it's a little bit embarrassing for her, but you know, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> So I'm um, really, really excited to have you. You you guys went from selling your first shirt to your physics teacher back at school um, to being one of the fastest growing cost driven companies in the U.S. And all of that happened within one year and. Um, your, your success and your story and your brand name, they're all very interlinked. Um, would you mind giving a quick introduction to the listeners who are not familiar with your brand, The Two Blind Brothers? Sure. So my
1: brother and I have a rare eye condition called Stargardt's disease. And what that is, is it's a juvenile form of macular degeneration. A lot of people's parents or grandparents have sort of macular degeneration. There's about a 11 million people in the US who have a retinal eye disease. Most of them is that adult macular degeneration. And it's something that we grew up with. Our version of it was very rare. And, um, and we really had no interest in um, starting a, a, a brand or, or, a, or a business around it. We, we both were, went to the University of Virginia. I ended up working in finance. Brian worked um, in sales for a data company. And we just had this kind of moment of serendipity where we were shopping in a store. Um, and if you are blind or visually impaired, sometimes shopping can be a big pain. You, you can't see the sizes, the labels, the prices, you know, the way that we would always do it is just grab something, decide if we love the way it felt, and then we do all the other work to figure out if we wanted to, to buy it. And on this particular day, we, we ended up buying the exact same shirt um, yeah. after having lost each, each, each other in the store. And we were also, at that time, really fascinated with a recent sort of medical, um, uh, a huge, almost a miracle, that, that they had reversed um, uh, a very rare eye disease and, uh, in children. And we just decided, what if this could be our way to give back to a cause that we had always been close to, the Foundation Fighting Blindness, funding these early researchers, and make the softest clothing that we possibly could. And, and that's when we came up with the, the idea for, for our clothing brand, Two Blind Brothers.
0: That's amazing, and and you're you're really on an end to end mission, right? Each shirt has a Braille tag on its sleeve. Your production moved to an organization for the blind, who are now manufacturing all of your clothes. You give a hundred percent of your proceeds to help find a cure, which, as you just mentioned, it might not be quite you know quite out of reach, right? I mean, there's 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 a lot of clinical trials going on right now. Here's a very optimistic, hopeful thought: um, What if Define the cure. Um, do you have your brand roadmap all laid out uh, on how the mission will pivot, um, perhaps to ensure everyone, you know, gets a treatment or to expand it to other related causes? What is kind of like that end goal
1: if you reach that first end goal? Well, I'll, I'll tell you this, and this has just been a a, a huge truth about. And I'm sure anybody who runs a small business or a small brand can relate to this. I mean. The, the sort of the objective seemed to change every three to six months, you know, in terms of, you know wh- Where is this going? What are we doing? You know, the mission is always going to be the same, you know Keep funding the research. The truth of the matter is is there it's not like a uh, um it, there, there There isn't sort of a at least not in the foreseeable future vision pun uh, but there isn't a a one-size-fits-all solution and so the truth of the matter is we are going to be in this fight for a long time. Uh, the, the op, the, the, the positive news is that it's really just that it is just a matter of time. A lot of the science has been proven out. Um, there are some of these rare single gene conditions, for example, that are actually being checked off the list. Uh, the, the one I, example I gave LCA um, it's called labors congenital amaurosis. The therapy is called Luxterna, but the, but there's many like it that are sort of coming down. So um, so the, the mission is always going to be the same. And 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 the truth is the, the real spirit of the project beyond the beyond the donations to the research is really about empowering you know th- this community. That that's actually been the thing that's been the most fun and the most exciting for us is we didn't really maybe naively didn't anticipate the role that you know, the community would, would play in this. And for us, it's almost like going back in time to our younger selves when we were, you know, maybe struggling with different aspects of the, of the visual challenges or talking to, you know, or, 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 or our mother, uh, you know, we hear from a lot of parents that, you know, are trying to get advice on how to raise kids who have a visual challenge. And, and that, that's, been, that's been one of the, the most rewarding parts of the experience.
0: And you started by making a super soft shirt, which is such a huge part of the, the founding story. I mean, that's where even the idea came from by 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 you know being able to uh, differentiate products, you know, by 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 touch. And and now you make sunglasses. Uh, all very much relate back to what it what is at the heart of your brand. But the offerings keep growing into socks and into backpacks, etc. Does it really matter as as a mission-based brand, right? Does it really matter at this point what you sell um, since the cost is at the root? Um, or, as long as they are well-made uh, products at a decent price point, are you at that point where you could literally start selling pretty much anything that is a lifestyle product and there's, that, you know, that is just a good product?
1: Well, pe- yeah, I mean, people who are very, very, who are very smart on branding and marketing, which is actually not, Brian and I, we have sort of learned this all sort of, uh, along the way, but, um, but I mean, you know, there are some brand, you know, sort of guardrails, obviously that attention to things that are soft, that, uh, sunglasses that, that protect, you know, that protect eyesight. Um, but really did, and then we'll probably get into this with some of the other questions, but, but the truth of the matter, it's all about authenticity and what makes sense and, and, and what you actually believe in, you know, that, that's been one of the fundamental aspects of this project is when Brian and I decided it was going to be a brand called two blind brothers. And I mean, that's sort of a, you know, that's a general term that refers to him and I as individuals. And in a way it, it's, it's forced us to be extra critical about, you know, the decisions that we're making for, for, for the customers in the business, because it, it ultimately reflects on us personally. If my, aunt Marilyn isn't happy with the socks that she's getting. I, I, I hear about it. Like, like it was my fault uh, (laughs) for, for, for make, for getting her, for getting her, her order, her order late. So it's, it's a very personal, you know, it's, it's, it's very personal, but authenticity drives, drives all of those decisions
0: and um, you, you said a lot of uh, really important things here but you know first off you said look Fabian we're you know we're not the great brand marketers and we you know we had to learn this um, I, I, I think you're giving yourself not enough credit uh, because because just just the idea of how you branded yourself um, you know two blind brothers um, the entire philosophy and how it's injected into the product and how it's so seamless and yeah maybe you guys don't have the brand knowledge but you sure intrinsically have it in you and and that to me is and and that goes back to authenticity, right? I mean, you just want to do what's what's right, and you put basically quote unquote your name out on the door, right? And you and you allow people in. And when 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 brands do that, it just it just kind of like ups the ante a little bit um, of what is being expected by themselves of of their own products.
1: Um, you know, you know what it is. So, so I, I, the way I kind of think about it is, is it, it was purely bottoms up instead of top down. So. No one in their right mind would think of, you know, h- how much money they're going to make, or, or how much breadth or scale they're going to get if they are, if they are creating a nuanced mission around blindness with, you know, premium priced a premium cl- priced clothing brand. But you know, th- th- there's a few businesses that are probably more competitive than at res- restaurants you know, maybe, but you know, th- this is not, this, this started from a place of what are we 100% in love with doing? Mm-hmm. And if it were to fail on those merits, then that was going to be just fine with us because we were so excited about it. So so from the branding perspective, I, I think, I think something about that worked because it, it allowed us to, uh, it, we started with what was 100% true and real and exciting and, and passionate you, you know, for us. And then we went out and, and found people who, who shared that feeling. You know? And so, so I, I guess what I mean is it didn't start from that top down perspective where you think about your ideal customer, your yeah. ideal market, market the product market fit, and those types of important questions.
0: Totally. Totally, absolutely, totally get it, and you know, but but I but I look at you now um, as as a brand, and I look through your Instagram feed, which usually is where you you know look at how brands are really behaving these days, because it's it's already so authentic, you know, Instagram versus you know the website and everything else, um, and and you guys are just creating one. Great brand campaign after another. And I I I hate calling it campaign, but you know, just 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 you know, stories that you put out there for for the sunglasses launch, um, for instance. You you stated if you lose a pair of sunglasses, we send you a replacement for life. Um, Again, very heartfelt since it is something that happens to everyone but super close to the cause as well as visually impaired or, you know, obviously, sadly, losing glasses all the time like you stated in a video. You're like, this happens to me daily. To other people, it happens monthly. Like, this is just my life. Um, Then you had the hashtag blind return challenge where you urged people to send back one of those many, many Amazon packages. I guess, especially now, during doing the pandemic, you know, those those tens of Amazon packages that pile up in front of people's doorsteps every day. Um, and instead of those, you know, like return those and instead help your cause. Um, and then this past Thanksgiving, um, which, which is just a couple of weeks ago now, you asked people to shop blind. Um, and I thought that was amazing. And on your website, it read, um, would you buy something that you can't see? We promise you'll get something you'll love. If you don't think it's perfect, you can return it, no questions asked. Trust us. 100% of the products are donated to Foundation Fighting Blindness to help find the cure for blindness. After November 30th, all of these items disappear. So what you're doing there is really genius, right? I mean, it, it goes it goes so deep into your brand. Um, it, it talks about trust, which is everything that uh, anyone who's visually impaired is um, exposed to. I mean, this is their lifeline, right? You trust everyone around you, um, you know, to help you, to guide you, um, you know, to, to be faithful. Um, and 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 it's and then in the end, you know, it's it's uh it's you know it's it's scarcity. You know, hey, this is only for a couple of days. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. But but you know the idea of the whole point is trust. Give it a shot; you'll love it. This whole this whole conversation um, is really amazing. And with all of these creative campaigns, um, what I wonder because I only stumbled upon the last three four right, uh, which one of these and it might have been the last one was the most successful, um, and, and which one which one do you feel totally tanked? We love hearing that too.
1: <laughs> yeah, so so shop blind the shop blind challenge. Totally transformed our 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 business. it, wow. it, it I mean, it, it accounts for ninety percent of our of our sales. So what we do with it now is every three weeks uh, or four weeks, however long the particular period is, um, we change the products. So if you are a repeat customer, you're not going to get the same thing, and 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 so those and so those products get rotated out. And then we have sort of a new, you know, the new challenge with the new products, uh, slightly different price point points, but the shop line challenge is by far um, the most successful. And in, you know, the way we think about it is as a, as a small brand, we, we got sort of addicted to Facebook and Instagram ads kind of er- early on and in, in, in that, you know, we saw that if we put you know, a dollar into these ads, we were getting, you know, some gross margin, some net, net margin back, you know, and, and we were also get in terms of sales, but we were also getting all the brand awareness around the folks that maybe decided not, not to purchase from seeing that ad. And so it's so we, we started leaning really hard into that, but the, um, but, but the question that we, we, and I'm sure there's better marketing jargon to sort of put it in, but the, The question that we are always asking is, how do we compete with the 10,000 other clothing brands or or blindness-related charities that are trying to get people's attention? And so it starts from the premise of, we need to say something, explain something, create something that is so difficult to ignore and the most interesting thing that maybe somebody has heard that day. That's the, what we've realized is the bar um, to rise above the noise is just a little bit higher than most people think it is. You know, they, you you think you, you, I mean, we, we thought we had a great story to begin with good enough for to get featured in some of the great publicity we got. But once we realized that we actually, you got it, we had to push that envelope and think about what was the most creative thing that we could come up with. And then the best ideas are the ones that only you could do. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense for another brand to do. I mean, they could come up with maybe a version of it, but they it wouldn't be shop blind. You know, it might be their mystery box or something or, or you know, the, the thing that only your brand could really make sense to stand for, that's where the best ideas are gonna come. That, that, that's at least, a, at least a principle that we operate on absolute
0: truth and and then and then you do it in a bold manner too right and I think that's important because even if you have an idea like that shop line then to pull it off and to 100% you know go with that idea that people have no idea what they're going to receive and you don't even have teasers you know like there's none of that right yeah I mean you go either either you go 100% or you don't even you know get into those waters and I think a lot of brands they kind of tiptoe around those things you know it's like well but we got to give people something then it's again it, it's it's decisions by committee and its larger companies and they just can't pull it off because quite frankly they just don't have the guts to do it
1: well you know and it to, to your to the point you just made this is and if, if people don't understand the shop they can they could watch it on youtube or go, they could google it essentially you know you sort of described it with that description but you know we're just challenging people to pick a price point without any info on the product no image no nothing and just basically trust us in the same way that trust has actually lifted up my brother and i in a lot of circumstances if we can't see a menu in a restaurant yes we can get a magnifier yes we can ask for the braille a braille version of the menu Uh, we can use text to speech on our phones sometimes the easiest thing we can do is ask the person at the table next to us or ask the waiter for their recommendation you know and so these little acts of trust sort of lift us up and so we thought you know we could challenge people to to trust us here's something very interesting about the analytics on, on shop blind. We do have a a full clothing brand. So we have t-shirts and hoodies and things of that nature. And to send somebody something while shopping blind, you have to ask them their, the gender and their size. Although there are some items, let's say, you know, a, a a beanie or a scarf or a blanket, for example, that's sort of a single skew where you don't Mm -hmm. have to ask somebody gender and size. When we ask people that one extra step to say, is, are you shopping for a man or woman? woman? What size are you shopping for? We actually lose a lot of conversion rate. People huh. actually like, they like the purity of the experience. And when we start interjecting their sort of, you know, the, what they would think of as like sort of their normal shopping behaviors, it, it doesn't connect as well.
0: Interesting. Very interesting. And it doesn't make it does make sense. You know, come, come, come think of it, right? Because this is this is not this is not them buying a, a, a shirt. Um, this is them getting into an experience and, and it should be uninterrupted right until they receive it. So um, super interesting. And thanks for sharing that. Um, I think there's a lot to think about with that. Um, And and look, I mean, you talked about this, right? Like trust is everything for, for, for when you're blind um, and, and, and hence you translated that into, you know, your brand through the campaign we just talked about. And only you can basically run that campaign really in that, in that sense. But, on the flip side, trust is also the holy grail for for all brands, right? For every brand, gaining and sustaining trust with your audience is what all marketers and and founders strive for, right? H- how mm-hmm. do you feel? How do you feel trust is being earned for brands these days?
1: I, to be honest, I I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I I I think it is so hard to differentiate. And you know, I saw I saw it first. I think the first place I just witnessed it as a consumer was actually in media, where all of a sudden there's this great decentralization because anybody with an iPhone and a YouTube channel can sort of offer to entertain or inform people, and 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 you know somebody might speak exactly to the points and topics that you care about, and then you i kind of feel like i saw a little bit of it with the major retailers where you know they it used to be all on convenience but now if you there's there, like, there's just so many nuanced brands that are taking you know one percent or a quarter of a percent of those customers and and it's it's hurt the brands that don't have super strong you know um s- strong trust strong strong brands or the ability to to differentiate and so uh, you know, all, all I all I know is I, I don't know how you can run an ad or a marketing campaign and just say, "Hey, we make a, a great quality product for a great price." It's just there's too much noise in, in regards to that, and so yeah. it's it, it's it's really it's it's really tough. And um, and, and you know, we we've had flexibility to. You know, this this is all for the mission and, and, and for the community at the end of the day. So we we have maybe some we aren't we aren't forced to guide to the same metrics that maybe a, 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 a similar business might might need to, to look at, which gives yeah. us which can which, which can do more for the for the customer.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I I think I think one of one of the holy grails to to trust is actually authenticity and 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 you you guys just so embody it that you don't think about it a lot but I think a lot of a lot of brands today that's how I see them gaining trust because they're just extremely transparent uh and authentic yeah. and truthful and that is kind of like that next wave of of startups that can do it because they're small they don't even know what else to do right, right. in a way it's like yeah. you know and 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 quite frankly it is it is fascinating during this pandemic um where a lot of small businesses suddenly have to lay everything out in front of their customers of like who they really Mm -hmm. are and and that they're struggling for instance and suddenly people actually react to that they want to give they want to know the story behind the business and what's really going on inside of uh, the sausage factory so to speak right so i think that there's a really interesting trend that's that's happening right now for you know for better for marketing but for worse you know of course the, the reason why this is happening currently but um Switching over to the visual um, aspects um, for a second here, Uh, branding is obviously, you know, often seen as a very visual thing, um, which, of course, is just one component. There's so much more to a brand. Uh, Mainly, it's it's heart and soul and it's storytelling, which are both huge reasons your brand is doing so well. Uh, Both you and your brother are also gifted speakers. what lessons have you learned in creating a brand that leads with heart and soul and gut instinct and empathy? Are there perhaps any, any advice for founders out there on how to craft their stories? Um, you know, Because you, your story is, um, it, it, it's one thing to live that story. It's another thing to be able to voice that story.
1: Yeah. Yeah, a few, a few things um, come to mind. There's a couple qu- quotes and examples that, that I really like. One, one is th- the more personal the more universal, you know, we thought we were alienating people when we first started by being so focused on, you know, this particular sort of retinal eye disease mission. The, the fact of the matter is when you can expose um, something that's, that, that's very true and very personal to you, it, it actually connects other people because we all have those things that, that we care about. Um, the, the, the second is there, 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 there is method to, to being a great storyteller. You know, you have to be able to, you have to be able to paint that, 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 that vision for people and walk them through why you are so excited about this. Cause you ha- you are, must be fundamentally must be the biggest cheerleader, you know, for what you're doing, how you feel about it. And by the way, Brian and I learned this. When we would get teased about our eyesight when we were little. Mm. When a bully when a bully would come up to us or somebody new would come up and say, you know, I can't see that, you know, what's wrong with you? When when we would be shy and cower and kind of try to qualify ourselves, it only kind of made it worse. When when you could kind of look at that person and just say, Oh, I, I've got crappy eyesight, you know, and then next, you know, next question and move on. You, you saw that the way that you frame something is the way that people sort of interpret it. It's very important mm-hmm. to know, to, 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 be able to, to frame those things. And then the, the other thing I would, the, uh, I'll just add, cause this really blew me away. The first time we launched the shop blind campaign uh, it was, it was Brian and I doing a video explaining what we've sort of already explained here about you know why we're doing it and would you trust us would you shop line a, kind, a second grade teacher bought the shop line experience for her class explained the concept to them and 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 her teaching assistant in the back videoed it and the kid when she says i don't know what's in the box i don't know what i got it's all about trust the kids like kind of like lose their minds and even though it was just socks when i was in second grade i didn't care about that but maybe they like they just like the surprise but she sent us that video and we you know worked through the permissions and we had to like make sure no kids faces were in it but we ran that clip as our ad and it killed everything else we were doing (laughs) i mean it was uh, it was amazing and that didn't take a fancy camera or 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 brand guardrails that we expressed to her before she recorded that you know authenticity punches above its weight right now you know when, when people can tell that there's no there's no there's no sort of bs that, that that the message is being filtered through it draws people in really hard and sometimes the most underproduced thing actually will will be the thing that outperforms the most.
0: Absolutely. And I saw that video that you're talking about, which obviously, I mean, you have to see that video if you just search for Two Blind Brothers. It, you know, it, it like you said, it was so well performing, it pops up immediately. Um and yeah. I was wondering, you know, was that was that, you know, not not produced or staged, but was this something that was done, you know, by someone purposefully that afterwards it will be will be posted. Um, but it just doesn't feel like it. And that's and that's what and that's what makes it. Um back to back to you guys. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm a keynote speaker myself and and, and I'm I'm super Super interested in in, in, in this topic, um, but but something something you know, kind of like a random question. Um, I, I have to ask you this: we we, we keynote speakers in, in the audience knows that we love having our confidence mon- monitors, right? As, as they call them in the industry, it's basically our cheat monitors that are on the stage that that you know the audience can't really see, um, and we can catch our thoughts, right? Um, knowing right. knowing that you're not hundred percent blind, are you able? To see them, or do you have your speeches hundred percent memorized and you don't have a fallback plan at all? Give your give your I, condition.
1: I, I absolutely love that you've asked. I've never we've never been asked this. <laughs> and, and <laughs> I I'll, assume tell, so. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you exact. I'll tell you exactly. What, yeah. First of all, Brian, we we have a blast with the speak for whatever reason. I, I, I don't know because it's just it's just fun to tell your story. It's fun to it's fun to connect with f- folks in person. You know, we we've really enjoyed the speaking. So, so in, and frankly, we probably should have talked to people who have done it more to get better at it. But, so we really don't have great vision for reading print. We can read really large print. So we don't have any monitors, but I'll tell you this. We have a, we are one advantage and it's just that there's two of us on stage. So the fact is we, we kind of, we, we, you know, we practice, we kind of hundred percent memorize it we don't try to script it per se. So, you know, there's sort of, we're just, we sort of have major points that we walk through, but the fact that there's two of us there actually helps a ton. And in fact, when one of us forgets something or like screws up some, it it almost is like more fun. So that, yeah, yeah. that, 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 that I think gives us a lot of, um, get, actually gives us a certain type of, uh, Certain types of help because in because confidence we, yeah. we we have yeah we we have that backup you know well that's
0: look that's amazing right because you know guys like me get a confidence monitor you get a confidence brother you know what I mean you just you <laughs> yeah. I mean and 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 I listened to 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 a couple of your speeches and and, and they are so great and I, I really want everyone to to check out their speeches because you actually learn more about the brand too but the way that it's kind of like playing ping pong right like the way that you guys you know finish your thoughts and you know obviously you've been you 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 and you've been going through this challenge together and now your business partners together so you literally can finish each other's sentence but you can also make fun of each other and you can you know you can poke each other and um you know as we know from the beginning of the show today right um so i think that there's um i can totally see that but i never would have thought um that that's your confidence um you know monitor basically super interesting i'm glad i'm glad i asked that random question um yeah (laughs) <laughs> so we talked about we talked about the audience. we talked about um in the beginning, you talked about community and how important that was for you and and you weren't really really sure about that but but how how important was community in the end um to the success of your brand and 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 how do you now foster your community? because you talk a lot about people doing repeat purchases, and it's kind of like once they're in your universe, they really want to be part of it and they want to feel like they're part of this um this small community. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it's to be, I mean, it's everything. I mean, the fact of the matter is, you know, the only way we get any traction is when somebody who empathizes and with the mission, you, you know, frankly, we, we hope and we aim that when someone buys something from us, they're like, Oh, I didn't realize like how great the stuff is. I just, I just thought the story, you know, I think I thought the story was cool. Our aim is to always, have them as a customer for the for the products but the truth of the matter is most people initially find us or come to us because they sort of connect with the story and um and and it it's been everything and so but but from Brian and I's perspective it it changed it really shook shook us up because uh, and and if you've watched any of the longer talks you you may have heard some of these stories but There was a kid who reached out to us who was 19 years old, who said he was a college student and he had been sleeping a lot and that he was just diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa, which is a disease that can cause sort of total blindness over a 15 year period. It sort of closes in around your peripheral vision, then your center vision. Um, And he, he wrote in on a customer service line and he he wrote this sentence that just crushed us. He said, I, "I've been sleeping a lot because I'd rather be asleep, dreaming in 2020 vision, than awake knowing that I'm going blind." Wow. And and you know, and he followed it up with with some encouraging words. He said, "You know, I, I just saw what you guys are doing. I connected with some folks, and uh, you know, on social, and I'm just feeling a little a little bit better." than I have in a while and just wanted to, to, to thank you. And when, when we, when we started this project, it was about having fun and doing something nice for the foundation fighting blindness. As soon as we started getting messages like that, like it, it, it called, it called on a sense of responsibility Mm -hmm. that we never, that we never anticipated. Like that type of attitude that we may have been victim to when we were five and seven years old. That's not acceptable. You know, that's, we view that as un- unacceptable. And, w- and we want to do what we can to get out there and, and, and for, it to, for any single person that may find themselves in a situation where they've been challenged and now they feel like they are less than, you know, we, we, that really hits home, home for us. So that's where the community is what inspires us to, to, to do this every day actually
0: absolutely yeah no that's 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 a that's a big story and, and 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 that's how community is being built instantaneously right if someone asks for help or you feel that and then you know obviously this is this is how you know one thing leads to another um, well <clears throat> talking about talking about community and and, and assistance um, you know being on Ellen um, was a game changer for you as a brand um, but but it was the result of you telling your story to literally anyone and everyone who wanted to listen until the Elm producers saw a piece you had, I think on <laughs> now, on Now This, right? Um, right. And and I'm I'm such a firm believer in this idea that most interview and podcast, TV, radio, etc. opportunities. Are good ones because you just never know who is listening. Um, I, this is really, really f- fun for me today because I did a course for um, for a company called Mentor Box up in San Francisco like five years ago. Didn't think much about it. I just did it, and and just today, in fact, in the morning, I closed a really nice big branding project uh, because someone in Kuwait who found me through that course that I recorded in San Francisco has been following me ever since, and today we signed a contract for for a, you know a nice branding project and it's like you just never know where this moment starts where someone gets in touch with your with your brand with your with your you know um uh i I call it like your brand atmosphere right like like what is Mm the you know when they poke through that atmosphere to find you right here's the two blind brothers you don't know when they first find you but it could be any of these random things and with alan um that was the exact same thing where they just found you on a different interview um what are your thoughts on spreading your word and 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 how important to a young brand do you see traditional PR and media in 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 times like this in times of social media?
1: It's tough. I mean, to be honest, somebody else can should other than me should make the case for, you know, P- PR and media. All of our all of our um any sort of earned media publicity opportunities have come from people seeing our ads on um uh, seeing our ads on um like facebook instagram that and, and and now uh tiktok as we just do our thing advertising to, to customers um we haven't and it's and it's because it's so easy back in the day you needed that intermediary because you didn't have the contacts or the way to get in touch with people but mm-hmm. you know it, it, it it's it, but it's a good truth teller. It's like when you go and reach out to all these companies, you know, you you do get a lot of crickets because the truth of the matter is, this person who's who you want to feature you is so capable of finding exactly the type of story they want to feature. You know, yeah. and it, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean it's not worth the test or worth the exercise, but it, it is a it is a difficult it, it is a difficult situation. Everything we've gotten has come in through. Our customer, even like even if we do a speech or or a corporate, you know, or, or or a corporate order or something like that, it all comes from, from from the social ads. But I, you know, there is a refinement period. Brian and I's first interview was a fox was a fox five we had just started the business. We had sold maybe thirty shirts, mm. and it was a it was a fox five, local news segment. and those segments started forcing us to learn how to express our story Mm -hmm. and 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 so that that was really critical that kind of almost almost like if you've given a like you like giving a speech the first time you do it it's the worst experience ever by time (laughs) you're forced forced to do it 50 times it's like drinking water it's so natural you know yeah. So it's so that that's how we kind of view it. But it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to measure the value of it. I I just know that it is it is valuable and, and it's and we enjoy it and it's and like you said, you know, it they it all kind of snowballs uh, on each other. You know, one thing leads to the next.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's all interlinking. Um, now that you've uh you've you've successfully uh, grown your, your mission-based brand for, uh, for, for a little while. What does, what does branding mean to you?
1: You know, a big part of it is, is reputation. You know, if not coming from the, from the, from a marketing background originally, we kind of thought about it as almost like, you know, our, our reputation, you know, what, what's your first impression? What, does, what are your lifelong friends? What, what, what do they say about you? And we kind of view it as like, you know, you, you, we are in it for the long term. And so we want to make sure that the people that we're connecting with through the business will always, will always think a few things about what we're doing. One, that we're 100% committed to um, the cause of blindness, both on the research side and, and the community side two, we're trying to make the softest products in the world that we possibly can. And, uh, and three, we're, we're going to be, we're going to be authentic. We're going to say, you know, we're going to say how, how we feel and, and what's going on in that moment. And, and, um, and, and just see how it goes. I mean, that, that, that's kind of where we, we come from. Mm-hmm. There are, you know, there's, there's an element of it that is critical. That was not a strength for us. You know, all the, all the, copy and the colors and the visuals and the, you know, we were lucky to have people help us with that, you know, and so that that element is, you know, that's a big skill set. And, uh, and and that part of it is, is critical as well for at least getting people in your in your front door.
0: Yeah, and and I mean you you guys are the visionaries right the, the two of you which is wonderful to say of two visually impaired founders trying to <laughs> change, trying to change the world really but that's it and and you've got you, you know you you have your team around you that can that can assist with with uh you know with, with other elements like you know like like the visual brand um what is what is one or what are two words that can describe your brand so if you literally take everything we talked about for the last 40 or so minutes and you put it through a funnel and in the end you have to say say um two blind brothers equals what like for instance uh you know Eveline, which i'm sure you're familiar with you know for them it's all about radical transparency or or Sappo's um which which sadly has been in the news with the passing of Toriche um you know they were all about service right what is it what what is two blind brothers in one word or two words
1: That's tough um i would say i w- i would say a couple <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 would say, I, I would say th- 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 what we try to communicate at the end of all of our speeches are is friction equals growth. Okay. So friction, equ- fictional friction equals growth. Y- you, you get hit with challenges in life and it's about embracing them and moving forward. That's what unlocks mm. all of your resourcefulness, assertiveness, creativity. It's not about the visual challenge. It, it, it's about how you respond to it. Those are the characteristics that actually matter. So, so for th- and, and the, reason that it, the reason that it's really a, a, around that is because that is the message that we find is most valuable to the community that, that needs it the most. You know, we, 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 we love all of our customers and, you know, we hope they love the products and the message. The, the, the person that we're out there fighting the hardest for is that kid who got diagnosed with blindness, who doesn't think that he's going to have a normal life and, is, 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 and doesn't think that he can compete in the, in the real world. So our, mes- our message to him er, or her is that the friction, the challenge equals growth, and, and your greatest challenges can be your greatest gifts.
0: It's beautiful and it's such a universal message too, right? I mean, for everyone in their life, friction equals growth. It's a really, it's it, it's really, it's really fantastic. There,
1: there, yeah, I mean, there, yeah, I was trying to put it in three words because I was ty- trying to hit the two words. The, the <laughs> quote is, the, the quote is there. You know, there is no growth without friction. I mean, yeah. that's that's the simple way to say it. there is no growth without friction. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, but but I, I I actually like friction equals growth because the minute you you arrive at a, at a point of friction, which you do in life on a daily basis, right? You know, some are minor and and some are major. Um, you know that that you know this is not friction. It's actually it means growth. Like this is this yeah. is your sign. You know that now it's time to grow. Um, and and I think I think it's really it's it's inspirational, but not in an inspirational quote type of cheesy way. <laughs> it's actually really <laughs> <Yeah>. applicable. <laughs> um Yeah. Listen um you know the pe- people listening to to, to to you for the last um uh, you know for the last 40 minutes um who fell in love with what you do um uh, what would you like for them to be doing right this minute to support um and, and also benefit from from your brand
1: I would say two things I would say you know if they want to they want to learn more about us they can google two blind brothers or go to twoblindbrothers.com but you know For for the folks that are you know sort of interested in branding or 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 you know are running their own businesses you you know Brian and I feel very lucky that we kind of decided to experiment with this passion of ours and it's led us on this incredibly fun and and rewarding adventure. So I I would just encourage anyone out there who's who's got something that they've got sort of a unique passion for just just keep keep running at it because. you know, you, you, you'll be surprised how, how easy it is to connect with the people that sort of resonate with, with what you're doing. We, we live in the digital and social age. Fifteen years ago, there was no practical way to start a clothing brand or any project to sort of target a new uh, to a nuanced audience. Now it's now it's completely different. So just just to, just words of encouragement to, to all, all of this. Okay.
0: Brad, you you're you're such an inspiration to to all of us, uh, you know, listening right in the field of branding and marketing, but but most important to those who are impaired in whatever way, and because of your. Amazing success! Um, now feel that they can turn their impairment into their superpower. And I, I want to thank you um, for for what you're doing, for how you're doing it, um, that you're doing it, right? And of course, that you took the time to be on uh, on hitting the mark. and And thank you so much. And 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 please give my best to Brian as well.
1: Absolutely, and and, and thank you. You know the the way that folks hear about us is because of folks like you and your listeners lifting us up. So we, we, we're incredibly grateful to, to be able to share the story with you.
0: Absolutely. My pleasure. Brad Manning of Two Blind Brothers. Go ahead and follow them on social and support them by Shopping Blind. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I have the conversation. And if so, please subscribe, rate, and share the show. Hitting the Mark is produced by my consultancy Finian, where we create clarity for brand transformations. This episode was edited by Everett Barton and the Hitting the Mark theme music was written and produced by Happiness One. I will see you next time when we once again will be hitting the mark.